In today's edition of the QMC Board and Caller, we'll explore the self-auditing process and give you some tips along the way to help improve the audit process at your organization. Welcome. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. So what's an audit and how can I do this myself? Really, it's not all that difficult because self-auditing requires a big dose of common sense. An audit is defined as an examination of records to check their accuracy. That sounds simple enough, but it's the self part that makes many of our palms sweat when we hear the word audit. To conduct a self-audit of your ambulance claims, you first have to pull the records that surround the claims, make it part of your regular habits, and start to read. Depending on the size of your organization, you most likely want to pull a representative sample. No one says it has to be a scientific sample, but why not use some logical method to bring your self-audit as close to a reasonable cross-section of your ambulance service as you can. For example, you can do a calendar sample by pulling all the claims from every third day. Or maybe you want to pull every other BLS emergency claim this week, and then the next week pull every fourth ALS emergency and conduct a level of service audit from there. We don't think it matters too much which claims you pull, but the act of pulling and reviewing means that you are starting to get a look at what's going on. You'll begin to see real quickly what's working and maybe what's not working well. This is how you know where you're coloring outside the lines. One of the best ways to head off a problem at the pass is to review your services patient care reports before those PCRs head off to the billing office. You can take a quick look for a number of things pretty easily and that review may save you a lot of grief down the road. For example, without too much effort on your part, you can review the subjective narratives of the PCRs that you selected. Read those narratives and ask some questions. You may want to prepare a simple one-page list of checkup items to help you sift it all out. Ask critical questions. For instance, has the provider who authored the PCR included enough information to allow the billing office to see a clear picture of the incident? Using our color between the lines analogy, ask the question, as the provider painted a picture in words about this scenario. There must be adequate information written in the subjective narrative about the incident to assist your billing office in determining the patient's medical necessity. If the subjective narrative is lacking basic information, you can stop there. Nothing else really matters at this point. It's about as basic as a principle as we get in this business. Of course, we don't have the time in this podcast to go over all the questions you can ask, but we think you can get the concept and hopefully you get a sense that this isn't all that difficult. Quite frankly, the exercise of simply taking a look puts you on the right course for compliance success. If you don't review, you'll have no way of sifting out compliance risks that may exist within your organization over time. This week, you may want to review all the patient signature forms to ensure that they are being adequately completed and represent your patient population correctly. Quite simply, you may find that your patient signature completion rate isn't as good as you thought it was when you keep a simple tally of signatures obtained versus no patient signatures at all. 
Next week, switch it up and go back to reviewing PCR narratives for medical necessity. The following week, you can spend some time reviewing physician certification statements for such things as proper medical professional signatures, medical necessity accuracy, etc. Ask yourself, what area am I most worried about? That's a great place to start your self-audit task. The possibilities are limitless, so sometimes the task may seem daunting. However, getting into a habit of self-auditing is a huge ounce of prevention. The only way you can ever identify a compliance risk for your ambulance service and nip that risk in the bud before it causes you a big problem is to take a look, develop a habit of regular self-auditing, and you'll sleep better at night. Any reputable billing company establishes a habit of conducting self-audits. We constantly view and review all aspects of our processes and procedures to benefit all of our clients. Those clients who self-audit have now doubled their efforts to avoid compliant risks at each level, both before your PCR arrives in the billing office and after it arrives in the billing office. Thank you for attending today. We hope you found the program helpful and informative. I wish each of you a great day, and hey, be safe out there.